When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers when you use promo code DNVR, you can go ahead and get a $5 bet that's going to win you $200 in free bets if your team wins when you bet the NBA money line. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with promo code DNVR. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, before we do anything, I got to say, we both got haircuts this weekend. Yours is a little more noticeable. Is it? I'm wearing a hat. No one would actually... No one would know. You here didn't notice for like however long you guys were sitting down here. He before was I got entranced here. in a world of graphic design, <laughs> so he you, was he was very much busy call. with that. <laughs> I was on I line one. Line one. Who's on line one? It's um, spam risk. All right, so we should I take it? Uh, you answer, and then we ask them what they think about the Rockies. Okay. No. Hey, what do you think about the Rockies? Yeah, forget She's it. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was. Uh, I chose chaos right at the top of the show, but yes, Patrick cut how many inches off of your hair? About twelve. Twelve inches. Harvested. 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 Twelve. Little rubber bands. Have it in a little baggie. Got to ship that out. So yeah. So uh, congratulations. You did good. some good. Feels good. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not going to be growing it back out again. Like three more years. Probably like a couple years of of the the short short and tight. Nice. And then, then after that, maybe I'll get inspired and do it a fourth time. We'll I see. am excited for this new era of Patrick Lyons' hair. That's it. Trim the mustache down a little bit, but it's still there. Yeah. So it's different. It's a, it's You're a like look. a whole different human being. I it's feel the like first it, thing I noticed when I walked in. I feel like I started my day. I went to the gym and already had my grocery shopping done today before the show. That's, that's where I'm at. That seems like things you normally do anyway in a day. That's also true. Because you wake up at like four in the morning. This was like 5.15. Not, oh, okay, okay. Not, not a big deal, but we, we do have some big deal news, of course, we to talk about. We do have real news. Because hype on Zach Veen, it's going up even higher. Rockies did make a signing. They lost a couple players uh, to minor league free agency. We're actually going to break down, really, what their roster looks like right now. Because, hey, the offseason has began. There's a new article over on the DNVR.com kind of breaking down the the four general uh, position Clumps you could make, starting rotation, mm-hmm. bullpen, infield, and then outfield. Uh, we'll look at the starting lineup, kind of see what's uh, what's needed there in general. What could they possibly do? Uh, and celebrate a little minor league Monday. We haven't done it's a minor time. league Monday in a while. Also, we usually just don't do them on Mondays. That's true. Because <laughs> we had a Sunday show that would air on Monday, but we pre-taped it on Saturday. It was a whole thing. 
You know what? Now that we're just doing things on the day of the week that we're supposed to do them. It just makes so much sense. It, my life is so peaceful. Yeah, Mark, uh, in the comments. Again, you can if you're listening to this as a podcast, fantastic. But do know that every day, at least Monday through Thursday, we're live at 11 a.m. Susie's got her show in the afternoon, typically around 5 o'clock on Fridays. I call it happy Fridays. hour. Love that. Happy hour. I love a good happy hour. Fantastic. But you can also watch us over on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel. Mark says in the chat. <laughs> Yep, it's time for baseball season. Uh, we're only we only just got done with week ten for the Broncos. You didn't mention why, yeah, why he's done <laughs> with baseball season because he's so, or why he's ready for baseball season because he's done with football season. I get it. Yeah, I feel I feel it. I feel it. All right. Well, you can come to the Rockies because you can feel pretty good that Zach Veen was named the Arizona Fall League's Offensive Player of the Year. Typically, not great to be an offensive player. Or an offensive person. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, at the plate. Yes, He's exactly. looking fantastic. He's not an offensive human being. No, no. Absolutely fantastic. Last week, <laughs> I think we were up to maybe 5%. We are now up to 10%, folks. That's a huge jump. That's a jump. We just doubled. On the venometer? On the venometer. Hype is now up to 10%. What does the 10% mean? There's a 10% chance Zach Veen is starting for the Colorado Rockies on opening day. And this is, of course, according to Patrick Lyons' metrics. According to the Patty stats. According to the Patty stats. All right, we've, we've punched it in. There are several spreadsheets, <laughs> multiple pie charts and graphs. Pie charts? Yeah. There's a lot of schematics that go into this, but the number now is at 10%. We got a long way to go until it's 100. That, that's not until the day that the roster is actually made. But 10%, again, way more than I thought it was, you know, about six weeks ago when the season ended. This is really huge news. It's a big this jump. Is, this is the biggest news. Not the fact that he won the award, but the fact that the venometer is popping right now. That's true. And and uh, not as big of news as maybe Jose Urania coming back. You did talk about that on I Friday, of course. I mentioned it, yes. Uh, so you were all over that one. One year, $3 million. There is an option for the second at four mil. Sort of a, a bargain in a sense. And you go, mm-hmm. well... You know, he's kind of a number four, number five type starter. But for an organization like the Rockies who struggle to find, you know, competent starting pitching, there there was a graphic because I think only like four players have even signed deals since the free agent periods have started. Mm-hmm. And they've all been a top relievers. Rafael Montero was like three years, say $34.5 million. Mm-hmm. Robert Suarez, people are going, he got how much money? I forget what the final number ended up being. It was like five years, 50-something uh, but a lot for a guy who only made his debut last year. Yeah. And, of course, Edwin Diaz, five years, uh, $102.5 million. And then you got Jose Urania, one year, $3 million. Kind but of a bargain. When you put it in that context, right? yeah. Like, the relievers are getting all of this money. They're getting, you know, $10 million mm-hmm. a year. And then for a guy who, very very competent, you know, can, can probably put up a, a mid-four type ERA, eat up a lot of innings, and, and that's a position – that free agents typically, you know, don't want to have anything to do with the Colorado Rockies, mm-hmm. and and they got one there for even if it ends up being two years, seven million, that's a bargain. That's actually yeah. a, a bargain. So uh, that that's kind of good news. Rockies also got good news uh, because Brendan Rodgers at second base and Daniel Bard, relief pitcher, was uh, they were named finalists to the All MLB team. I think voting is open for another week or so Mm -hmm. that would be kind of neat. And I think they announced that during the winter meetings. So that's very exciting. That's again, another one of those newer concepts that's only a couple years old. I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019 was the first year of that, but 
hey, man, just create more of these awards. Why not? It's fun. You know what gives us more to talk about in the offseason, too? Um, uh, did you see <laughs> the picture from the gold glove um, ceremony where Nolan and B-Rod standing right next to each other? No, I kind of missed that until, like, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. That did come out on, on the main account at DNVR mm-hmm. underscore Rockies on the Twitter machine uh, for a little while longer, at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was kind of funny that they were right next to each other. That's pretty wild. I was like, where was it? How did you find this? And then, oh, no, this was just you know, in the last couple hours. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Nice, to, nice to see them just cheesing it up together. That's it. Uh, Arenado won his sixth Platinum Glove Award, and he was there with a group in New York City uh, comprised of his brother, Joan Arenado, mm-hmm. cousin Joshua Fuentes, uh, they were they went to UFC uh, on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. What they all took a photo weekend. together, <laughs> flashing the ten for ten gold gloves. So he's taking care of his boys. So I, I dig that. Oh, we do have the picture. Thank you for pulling that up. That was really fast. You hear that definitely has has like I was not gonna say prom vibes, but like frat brothers. It definitely like Very they're fratty. at formal. Very fratty. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with it. But there you go. Oh, it's I like ten this for the kid. Look at them. Yep. Josh was in the back, Jonah to the to the right of Nolan there, and and a couple other guys that I'm sure were probably good baseball players too, from around the way. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Uh, not neat was uh, the news that finally came down. A bunch of guys that were uh, had the opportunity to become minor league free agents did so and said, "Hey, you know what? I, I've really only known the Rockies as my organization, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go out elsewhere. Maybe." Uh, Doubtful you're going to get a major league deal, but you might go somewhere uh, and, and battle for a job in AAA and get an opportunity to play in the majors next season. So uh, Rockies uh, at the present have lost Ty Block to, to free agency. Our guy Ashton Godot, mm-hmm. Tim Lopes, Brett Boswell, uh, Colorado J.D. Hammer, Taylor Snyder, and yes, unfortunately, as expected, Wynn Bernard. Yep, the Wynn Bernard era is over. It is it officially ended. We are closing the book on that chapter of the Rockies that's true yeah you know I, I again I think he has a decent shot at you know uh maybe being on a uh, signing a major league deal being on a 40-man roster right from the get-go so mm-hmm. uh that'll be interesting really to, to see how that speed plays so yeah uh, I definitely think people uh, have taken a lot more notice would have been nice if he did win the uh, PCL MVP again go back to he listen to Friday's <laughs> uh, conversation uh, that Susie had with Josh Sushan and you can hear you can hear Josh a little bit miffed uh at he was Bernard Ghana getting overlooked there, and and I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Did he did he say that he was going to track down all the people who voted, or did I say he should track down? I don't remember. No, but. he did. He said he's <laughs> yeah he's been watching Taken all weekend long, and he's been taking notes. So uh, yeah, look out! If I love the Sushan slander we're doing right now. That's it. No, no, he's doing he's doing a service to make sure that no isotope ever gets robbed. Again, no isotope left behind. I think we had 14 players get qualifying offers. This was it, this is a tough thing to try to explain. It's one of those just weird wrinkles that I think every sport has. Yeah, it's like what, why, what's the purpose? So, and this was something that was supposed to go away in the previous CBA. They couldn't agree on something, so they said, "Hey, how about this? Let's kind of put this off to the side. We'll renegotiate over the summer." And uh, if we can figure out an international draft, we'll get rid of the qualifying offer because you guys don't like it. That's mm-hmm. fine. But if we can't, qualifying offer sticks around. So we don't have an international draft. So qualifying offer is still around. Uh, it's valued at $19.65 million. And that's 
the average salary of the top 125 players in Major League Baseball. So actually a decent-sized jump uh, over the previous uh, year that they had that. So um, that's basically just like a one-year deal. It's almost like the franchise tag uh, that you end up seeing uh, in, in the NFL. So no surprise, Aaron Judge uh, received a qualifying offer from the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Dodgers had a couple guys, Trey Turner and Tyler Anderson. Red Sox, Xander Bogarts and Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, Mets had three, could have possibly had four. Tyron Walker did not get one, but DeGrom, Brandon Nimmo, and Chris Bassett all received a QO. Carlos Rodon from the Giants, as well as Jack Peterson. Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, Dansby Swanson of Atlanta, and Martin Perez of the Rangers. All those guys, they could accept it and then go back for one year at 19.65 mm-hmm. or go out into free agency if they sign elsewhere. Their, uh, their team will get uh, draft pick compensation, and the team that signs the player will lose a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Rockies, they would lose their third-round pick if they were to sign a player like, oh, I don't know, Brandon Nimmo? <laughs> Just a random name out Just there. Just a throw. random name that no one has talked about. Yeah. Yeah, most players typically decline it because you know they're, they're coming off of a really good year. Yeah. Their team wants them back at this, this high price point, but, you know, they they can sign even a short term two three year deal and make double that. Yeah. So it's it's very common for for guys to decline. Uh, actually, there's sources right now saying that Martin Perez will probably accept it. And I think you understand that because uh, he's made th- only a little more than thirty five million dollars in his career. Yeah. And he's about to get about half of that for one year. Tyler Anderson has only made twenty nine million in his career. Mm-hmm. So again, it, you're like doubling everything that you've made in one year. Again, which is true if you're a good free agent, right? Yeah, you're you're making one of those big deals. Uh, rather, Jack Peterson made twenty nine, oh, right? Yeah, but Tyler Anderson less than that, sixteen million. Yeah. So in one year, he's gonna make more than he's made up to this point, having to deal with the Rockies, Pirates, Giants, he, and Dodgers. He deserves a, that bag, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, strategy to to compensate. I I don't know that the if the players association are gonna necessarily want the qualifying offer to go away because now that we've had it in place for a while, once you've got received it once, you can't receive it again. Mm-hmm. So that takes care of that. So Justin Verlander uh, had already received one. So you go, why why wouldn't he be on this list? He opted out of a twenty five million dollar deal. I think the Astros would want him back for less than that. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, he's already got it. Now the compensation isn't as bad. Uh, Again, third round pick that the Rockies would lose. A lot better than losing the 11th overall pick, which is what happened back in 2017 when they signed Ian Desmond. So it's it's not as bad as it once used to be but a chain reaction of events oh uh, indeed that 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 chain reaction is is still going on and what's yep. still going on are some wonderful events down on the corner of Colfax there New York at the DNVR bar the next week or two, or two are going to be really big yeah and i think and like you know last spring early summer it was big obviously nuggets postseason run that ended a little bit more abruptly than we would have liked yeah avs Stanley Cup, I mean, popping off. People, mm-hmm. five hours before the game started, you know, yeah. two hours before the bar even opened up, they're showing up. That could happen again all throughout the next week plus. Uh, on Thursday, we got Hockey Legends Night. Legit. Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. during the Avs cool. and Hurricanes event. It's going to be with some all-timers, Milan Hayduk and the footer, Adam Foot. They're going to be... At the bar, we had this event uh, once before last year mm-hmm. uh, with LaCroix uh, Hockey. There are also going to be opportunities for photographs, 
and autographs. This so is get down so here. cool. What a great get. You don't have to be a member. Just to show up. No, I think it is hashtag yeah. members okay. only. So like I said, you have to be a member. <laughs> only 50 cents for your hashtag first month. members only. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. And, yeah, and is it dnvrlocker.com? Is that where you probably get your tickets at? dnvrlocker.com. That's where you get that. All right. Let's say you miss out on that and it's sold out. That's okay. Broncos tailgate on Sunday going down. If you're a Raider hater. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, I mean, the hate against the Raiders will be fun. The hate against the Broncos, not as much, but it's a tailgate. It's it's DNVR, so that's still going to you know bring you back to life just a little bit. I haven't done a tailgate in so long, because yeah. just because I've been traveling so much, I'm so excited to get back out and there. And the London. I mean, the London trip kind of wiped them out. I think it's been, it may even be four weeks. Yeah. It's legit four weeks, or rather, on Sunday it'll have been four weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a big one, mile-high sliders, all that. And then it's soccer season. Oh I think gosh. we're I think we're legally allowed to say soccer season. Soccer season. <laughs> That's the safe way of of talking about duck cup. A global duh, chalice. Of, uh, a the global, a global chalice. chalice. Will it come <laughs> America's team's way? Can we, we can say Team USA. <laughs> uh, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> team United States of America? <laughs> question mark? Maybe? We're just out here trying to not get sued. That's all we're trying to do. All That's we're it. trying to do. We're dancing between the raindrops. <laughs> yeah, 9 a.m. It gets started off. Team Qatar in action. All right. Maybe you're not going to get too hyped for that game necessarily. But Monday is when it's going down. I'm going to finish the podcast as quickly as possible, post it, and then get down to watch Team USA against Wales at noon Friday on um, Black Friday is the next uh, Team USA game at noon. And then I want to say the next Tuesday after that uh, is their final one. That could be a big one also at noon. So uh, every day uh, we're opening at noon. Is that correct? You here? Uh, we're actually opening at nine, I think, or seven o'clock every morning for every World Cup game. Unless it's the three a.m. slate, we can't do that. It's we're really, not opening up at three a.m. Yeah, or <laughs> staying up until three a.m. to begin with. But yeah, uh, we are partnered with the Rapid, so there's going to be a lot of giveaways. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming. There might be some guest appearances from some professional soccer players. Guest appearances. Uh, we are going to be like, there's going to be. We're going to also have a uh, USMNT gear being sold here oh, during the World nice. Cup. Wait, this is awesome. This is so cool. I'm really excited for Global Chalice season. Did D-Line Co. <laughs> did D-Line Co. design some Team USA stuff? Uh, no, but I'm hoping that the Rapids tap on D-Line Co. for the Rapids rebrand. Okay, wait, mm. that's happening. Uh, th- it's been rumored that they want to rebrand. Really? I know they got a new partner, a uh, UC Health, as the sponsor. But yeah, no, soccer season. It's about it's about to pop off. I love a rumor. No, I'm 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 excited for this. So this is going to be uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be big. All all typical watch parties still going down. We're not open on Tuesday evening though. Keep that in mind if you are looking to come down just to hang out. We'll be here, but but y'all can't get in. We won't be here. We'll, we'll be here tomorrow on Tuesday. Friendsgiving. We're having our special. But it's little not here. Gathering. It's somewhere else. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were supposed to have it at the bar. No, no, no. We're, so, yeah, we have a Friendsgiving. What are you bringing yeah. for Friendsgiving? Uh, some kind of snack. I- I'm bringing Burke. No. Yeah, I signed up on the list. I'm bringing Burke. That's not Burke. Even how you say it. Um, Burke. I'm bringing Burke. <laughs> it's Burke. I'm bringing Burke beers, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Don't appropriate my culture. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. 
No, I'm looking forward to, to tasting some of that and getting a little taste on the NBA action. There we go. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, any $5 NBA Moneyline bet's going to get you $200 in free bets if your team wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use promo code DNVR so you can get in on that action as well as those stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your winnings up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Susie, will you go on record in saying the Seattle Supersonics will win a game this week? Yes or no? No. 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 Will they win one next week? No. Will they win one in a month from now? No. Why not? What is this, a Frasier episode? Why don't you think the Seattle Supersonics? <laughs> See, I couldn't, I couldn't fool her with a defunct NBA team. They don't exist anymore. No. Can't fool her. Is that how you know from Frasier? But no. I, I feel like, well, I rewatch Frasier quite a bit. So like they go or they reference the Supersonics every once in a while. Wow. But yeah, that's an old show and a team that does not exist. All right. So I didn't realize Frasier was an NBA show. Oh, yeah, Frazier, huge sports show. Huge NBA show. Huge sports Fantastic. show. Fantastic. Again, you can make those <laughs> bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for de- details. <laughs> Soccer season, Global Chalice, is starting in less than a week. That's why my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Team United States of America, plus 160 over the soccer team. From the country of Wales, those are all in capitalized letters because that's the proper name that we're going to go with. Seriously, though, love Greg Berhalter's side. A bit confused about Ricardo Pepe's uh, absence from the squad. I don't want to get you here all gassed up over that. But seriously, there's still more than enough to get it done on Monday at 12. Team USA plus 160 over Wales. DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Uh, you could also take uh, US to be the top of the group, which is what I took. Ooh, I like that. You, what were the odds, you know, or what was? Uh, I just put a unit down. I didn't I like even pay attention. I'm like, this I, is kind that of can a- happen. They're either going to be first or second, but you go first, it's probably much better, better payout. That's great. That makes a lot of sense. All right, let's see if this Rockies roster makes any sense right now. As is, we know the Rockies are going to try to make some moves, do some things. They might not be as big as last year signing Chris Bryant after immediately parting ways <laughs> with Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. Okay, but let's take a look at their lineup versus right handed pitching this is kind of how i see the lineup going similar to last year uh ryan mcmahon leading off at third base brennan rogers playing second base batting second chris bryant batting third and left field cj crone cleanup at first base charlie again uh as the dh uh one of their uh, two left-handed hitters behind him michael tolia switch hitter in right field grichik in center field he does a little bit better against right-handed hitting than jonathan daza Catcher, Elias Diaz, and at shortstop, ooh, that looks so nice. I know he's only hitting ninth, but it looks nice seeing Tovar's name penciled in there, wouldn't you say? Oh, I want to see Tovar in the lineup forever and ever and ever and ever. That's fantastic. So that right there, you go, well, you're running back the same lineup as last year. Differences obviously being you've got a healthy Chris Bryant, who I believe will win a batting title in the next two to three years. He wears some damn happen. arch support. It's going to happen. Tolia, again, he's in there. Um, and not, you know, Daza. So, okay, you know, I think that's definitely a power upgrade, right? You're going to mm-hmm. see a lot more hormones out of that. But other than that, similar lineup. Tovar, uh, you like his offensive makeup maybe a little bit better than than Jose Iglesias, who was still good last year. Yeah. And you think Tovar will be just as good, maybe a little bit better. But bringing back this returning team doesn't inspire too much uh, against left-handed pitching. 
Uh, expect to see maybe Montero in at third base instead of McMahon. Daza uh, in there as well. Mm-hmm. Playing center field, maybe you shift uh, Gritchick over to right field. Uh, you can keep Toley in the lineup because he is the team's only switch hitter. But, I mean, th- does that lineup look like a, a one that's you know destined for the postseason necessarily? When I see Daza leading off, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they've got some work to do, no doubt. Now, the starting rotation... He's going to look a little funny, partially because Antonio Sinzatella is not in it right now. We do know that he had the ACL tear, and he could potentially be ready for opening day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much to really expect out of him over 162 games. If he's ready on opening day, you go, he should be able to make 32 starts, mm-hmm. but they might really want to scale back on that to make it you know, a little bit easier on him, yeah. possibly. I think that could uh, that could be asking a lot. 20 starts it would be maybe my over-under oh, for Antonio Sinzatella, which is right. good, yeah. good, but not like, hey, we can really count on this guy. So Freeland's your number one, Marquez your number two. You do that to, to hopefully poke him a little bit to say, you know you've got number one stuff, <laughs> but you're not, right? Uh, Jose Urania as your number three. Gomber will slide him in there at number four uh, because you want to separate the two lefties. If you have Gomber as your number five, then immediately you got Kyle Freeland there. Uh, so we'll split them up. Gomber at number four, Ryan Feltner number five. It's the same rotation as last year. Yeah. They won 68 games last year, so there's still a lack, right? There's this still is, a lack. Yeah, this isn't doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah, even if you go ahead and put Sensatella in there, a healthy one, again, that moves the needle maybe a little bit, but not a ton. So the lineup needs a little extra pop there. Rotation needs some pop as well. Let's take a look at the bullpen. Bullpen, you might even be a little bit more concerned about, perhaps. Uh, Daniel Bard returns as the closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as your three main setup men that you're going to hear about mostly in the seventh and eighth inning, Denilson Lamette, Jake Bird, Justin Lawrence. Other than that, I mean, Chad Smith could return as a relief pitcher. Otherwise, you know, Lucas Gilbreth, we're still waiting to find out what's going on with him. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Kinley's not going to be back until the summer uh, after he had to have Tommy John surgery. So... I mean, that, that's not a lot right there. I mean, th- those, those three guys, Bird, Lawrence, and Smith, rookies last year. Yeah, that's a, yeah, a lot of rookies, a lot of, lot of young arms we're looking at there. Just saying my rosaries for Gilbreth and Kinley. Yeah. <laughs> to get better. You really got to hope because, you know, Gilbreth really at this point is the, is the team's only left-handed pitcher. So mm-hmm. not only do the Rockies probably need to go and sign two to three veteran relievers, one of them has to be left-handed. Yeah. Um, again, they can put me in. Oh, you throw lefty, right? Yeah. I know you hit lefty. Mm-hmm. But you also throw lefty. I do. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So maybe I'll be in the lineup. Are we'll you see. Are you a submariner? Like you go kind of underhand softball style like Henry Rowengardner's mom and Rookie of the Year? <laughs> yes. You do? All I right. Do. Submariner. Yeah. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not above it. Uh, I am down <laughs> for that. I could see that possibly happening. That, that would definitely work. So... Basically, what the Rockies are looking to do uh, in free agency and on the trade market is try to take some of their strength. Now, in free agency, strength doesn't matter. You're just signing who you need. But if we're talking about trades, which we think they're going to be a little bit more active on, you know, they already made one trade with Sam Hilliard, Mm -hmm. but that was more of cleaning house than it was acquiring a player, right? Yeah. Um, Their strength, infield depth. This was something that was really discussed a lot in September, this idea that we've got Montero, McMahon, and Rodgers, 
You got three guys for second base and third base. Yeah. You also have Tolia and Crone. And, and Montero can also play a little bit of first base. So you got a you got a little little bit of a traffic jam. A little bit. Do, do you want to trade Montero? Or do you want to trade Brendan Rogers when his stock is probably at its highest since he's been drafted? Ooh. That's that's for the, the Rockies organization to figure out. You, you would like to have that depth, but but at the same time, if, you know, you can get more for, you know, one of these pieces. True. But why do I feel like neither of those things would, would happen? You know. Why do I feel yeah. like that? No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And and you say, well, you know, you can't have too much depth in theory. Right? You can't have too much starting pitching. Rockies don't have enough starting pitching. Like, mm-hmm. they're dangerously low, I think, to a degree, right? So you say, oh, yeah. you, you kind of have to err on that side of, well, we're going to forego a little of this depth that we have in the infield to bolster this rotation and maybe you can bring back you know a guy that's comparable to austin gomber 2021 yes uh i think we'll see i think we'll see that 21 version of gomber next year and hopefully he can build on that Mm -hmm. um but that's kind of where you may may be hoping to look rogers also he only has three more years of club control which is which is kind of a factor to think that after the 2025 season free agency unless again you want to lock him up if you're going to do that, well, then, you know, where's, where's Elias Montero going to be playing yeah. the next three-plus seasons? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a spot. You might as well trade him now. Yeah. These are kind of the tough questions to, These are the tough questions. to figure out. They got a lot of depth in the lower levels of the minor leagues. Uh, we saw that last year with the Randall Grichik deal where they included um, a young second baseman who led the uh, Dominican Summer League in batting average and Adrian Pinto. So they've got a lot of those guys from the uh, Dominican Summer League as well as uh, the Complex League down there uh, in Arizona and from the Fresno, Fresno Grizzlies. So, you know, if there's uh, you make your list and say, hey, these are the guys we value most. These are the guys maybe we've got some more questions about. If we package them in a deal, you know, would you be interested in that? think there are some teams who would be and they also have a lot of depth at the catcher spot yeah which i don't think is going to bring back a ton of value but you could bring back you know a, a relief pitcher they they did that before in the past jose Briseño and another catcher uh they brought back david hale from atlanta uh, and another guy who, who never was able to make their debut so um that's something they can they can work on especially if drew rome was the catcher of the future mm-hmm. which everyone thinks he is Hunter Goodman's probably more of a first baseman, but Ronico Palma, Braxton Fulford are some of those guys uh, that oh, they could uh, capitalize. With, with catchers. <laughs> it, it, they, they are. They are. So they might as well take advantage of that and get some value. Again, uh, in the chat on YouTube, uh, Denelson Lamette had a another year of team control. Um, this is his final year of arbitration. So uh, when they picked him up last year, they were saying, hey, we... This guy does well enough. We can keep him around next year. His number in arbitration will probably be around $5 million. So you kind of, you've kind of can appreciate uh, the devil that's in the details when they picked him up off of waivers last year going, mm-hmm. well, you know, he's going to contribute a little bit this year, but it's more about next year. So, you know, that number might be a little bit high uh, one year, $5 million, but uh, you're not going to probably be able to sign a relief pitcher of his, of his talents. Who's a free agent from one year at $5 million. So that makes a little bit more sense. One of the reasons why Robert Stevenson was picked up so quickly by the Pittsburgh St- uh, Pirates because he still had another year of club mm-hmm. control going on. So, I mean... Transactions. Transactions, that's it. <laughs> so the weaknesses, I mean, the bullpen in general, right? Again, the guys that they have, very good, but you need more of them. Yeah. You need more of them. Enough. Uh, a little bit more rotation depth. 
Got to have that. And left-handed bats, right? It's just mm-hmm. McMahon and Blackman, and you got Tolia uh, who's able to switch hit. Other than that, you're uh, you're going to want to really try to target some left-handed hitters who might be uh, in a higher demand now that the shift has been banned. So now that could be uh, an extra 40 points uh, on players' batting average. I think that was like the number that I've seen kind of floated around. You could see some left-handed hitters, their batting average go as going up as high as 40 points. So Damn. That that takes a, a 260 hitter up to a 300 hitter, just like that. So oh, we are in for what a season we're in for. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be exciting. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be wild. And the game is going to be quicker too. It, it, in so, theory. In theory. In theory. Yeah, <laughs> I think they will be. I think they. I hope they will be too. Yeah. We hope that's <laughs> the case. Now uh, tomorrow we do have a deadline, November fifteenth. Is that the right date? Yes. Tomorrow is November 15th. Correct. Yes, that's it. Uh, teams have to make any addition to their 40-man roster uh, or else any of those players that are Rule 5 draft eligible could be selected in the Rule 5 draft after the signing of Urania. Rockies have room for seven players that need to be protected. Guys like uh, from the 2020 draft, mm-hmm. um, or rather the high school players from the 2020 draft, don't need to be protected at all. The college guys do. Uh, everyone from 2019 before that, some of the international guys who were signed at 16 years old, they only get like five years in the minor leagues before you uh, have to put them on the, the 40 man or else there's that potential yep. to get poached. Um, seven spots available. There's five guys that I feel very confident about. 100% Grant Levine mm-hmm. is going to get protected, especially after what we saw out of him in the Arizona Fall League. Brenton Doyle mm-hmm. did really nicely uh, in his final week or two. Uh, with Albuquerque, but he's been a top prospect. Guy who won a minor league gold glove last year and third baseman, warning Bernabell. Those guys, we might not see him in the majors next year. My favorite name, though, in the Rockies organization. It's a good one. It's a good one. Again, question in the chat. Boom, yes. Uh, we read your mind. Bernabell is one of those guys who needs to be added or else. Now, if another team goes in and, and were to select one of these players who does not get protected, they do need to keep him on the roster for the entirety of the season. If there's an injury, there's a way to slightly work around that. But uh, you may recall the story of Julian Fernandez last year, the fireballer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he throw up to 102 miles an hour? Whatever that was. Mm-hmm. He was selecting the Rule 5 draft by Miami, was hurt for the whole year. Then the next year, I think he was claimed on waivers by San Francisco who still, the Rule 5 rules still applied, had to keep him on the Major League roster for 90 days and couldn't, and so they actually had to give him back to the Rockies, which is why last year, in 2021, oh my gosh. he had more Major League experience, or rather service time, than anyone else. He had two years of quote-unquote service time, oh my gosh. even though he had never even made his debut. Oh my So it was gosh. very strange. Yeah, so he technically so wasn't weird. even a rookie. <laughs> he debuted and wasn't even a rookie. So it's just one of those weird things. The other two guys I think are probable additions of the, to the 40-man tomorrow, Aaron Schunk and Carl Kaufman. Mm-hmm. These There's are two a, guys we've heard great things about. Exactly, right? Like they, they kind of don't uh, seem too surprising. Then after that, it, it's really you know a question mark. Um, those are five guys for the seven spots. Now, the Rockies typically don't go in the Rule 5 draft looking to make moves. Like mm-hmm. they, They're very quiet on it. Tommy Conley and Jordan Sheffield are the only two that they've uh, they've ever selected that have stuck. They've had some of their own guys taken there. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett Cabrera, one of the biggest names, of course, uh, by San Diego. But they're typically not active. I'm really curious if, because of the lost minor league season in 2020, yeah. and the fact that there wasn't a Rule 5 draft last year because of the lockout, 
if there isn't someone of a logjam at the upper levels of the minor leagues, that they might be looking around going, shoot, there's some decent talent, and, and we wouldn't mind poaching some of these guys. And, and I could see them maybe leaving one of those spots open. Typically they don't, or, or they'll have one spot and they, they won't make a move. But I, I could see that possibly changing this year. Yeah. That's why I only have the five guys as, as definitive guys. Any of these names jump out to you? I wrote them down as maybes. <laughs> Willie McIver, this is actually his second year. He didn't get put on last year. Eddie Diaz, Julio Carreras. Juan Brito, who I want to bump him up into the probably group. Uh, outfielder, Juan Guerrero. Uh, relief pitcher, Angel Chavi. And, interesting name, Riley Pine. Riley Pine. It would make for a good story. It actually wouldn't surprise me if he was added. But go and if you look at his numbers and some of the struggles that he's been having. Um, and, and I think another team possibly could say, hey, you know what? We'll go ahead and... Uh, take you, pay that $100,000 you know, fee to, to put you on our 40-man our roster. And if it doesn't work out in spring training, you know, you could offer him back to the Rockies. I know the Rockies don't want to lose him, but also I don't know that they want to give up one of those precious 40-man spots on a guy like Pint. So for me, I would say no. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you on that one too because, you know, there's so much hype about Riley Pint and sure. he hasn't really... That hasn't come into fruition. Yeah. 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 I, I think he's still going to have a big league career uh, ahead of him. And and I th- I think we even talked about it on the show at least once. There was a definite buzz around the ballpark and for, from some people we had talked about. He he was maybe even going to make his debut late last year. and he, he got hurt. Yeah. He ended up getting put on the IL there in Albuquerque. But there was some buzz that, you know, maybe they put him on the 40-man late in the year. He makes his debut. You know, what happens next year is next year, but... He, he was very close, I think, to, uh, to making that debut. Shout out to Rona Palma, Coco Montez, and starting pitcher Brian Castillo. Those are all really talented guys. We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, but I don't think they'll be added to the 40, man. No. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. I they Listen, they need to protect Coco because he does so much for this organization in he, terms of that's it. His, his skills with the blender. You're, you're getting utility infielder. You're getting a guy that brings great vibes into the clubhouse. And you're kind of get bringing in like a sous chef. Yeah. I guess technically, right? A smoothie chef. A smoothie chef. Something like that. Yeah, Will in the comments also hoping that maybe Riley Pine gets added to the 40-man. Yeah. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't be a surprise, but uh, I guess if I were the GM, I think there might be a couple more deserving guys that are out there. Is this a transition? No. Okay. I mean, it was going to be, but now that you've said that, (laughs) I could turn anything into a transition. I mean, like, give me a word, and I will turn it into a transition for an ad read. I mean, that's, it's as simple as that. It's the yes and. It's my improv background. Yes. Do you you know that I've done improvisational comedy? Yes, and I don't need to hear about it anymore. (laughs) I don't talk about it a lot. I did perform at the Boulder Theater, though, once. (laughs) Sorry. Give me a word. Can you guys yes and That was a good bit. Yeah, here, tell me that was a good bit. That was a good bit. Thank you. <laughs> you know what's a good bit? Charging your friends face value for a ticket to an event you go for, even though you got the ticket for 60% off. That's a good bit. Now, again. That's, that's you're scamming your you, friends, Patrick? No, look. Remind me to not get tickets from you. You might not want to share this bit with anyone else, uh, but you can, you know, if you want to tap into some that kind of a bit, or maybe the holidays are coming up. How about that? Yeah. You can go, whoa, these tickets are, you know, expensive. These are good seats. They're on the 50-yard line. They're right there on the blue line. This, these, these are great seats. What they don't know is you went to Game Time Ticket app, Tickets app uh, and you saved up to 60% off. You can do that when you wait closer to the start of any event, even concerts. I've gone 
to shows at Red Rocks for as low as 15 bucks. 15 million people have actually downloaded the Game Time app. They can't be wrong. Actually, you can score those best seats when you hit the link in our description to save. That helps us out just a little bit and lets us know our reach out there. Let's us know, hey, all the people that love us in the chat on YouTube, as a podcast, on Twitter. Look at that. They are, they listen. Yeah. If you love us, show us. us Financially, thank you. Exactly. And not even directly. Again, <laughs> you are saving up to 60%. That's the way to go. And you can also save 20% on your beef. It's it's the holiday season. And if you're like, you know what? Turkey prices getting a little bit high. Mm-hmm. Turducken prices. I haven't even checked. You haven't checked your local turducken dealer? No, I have not checked the, uh, the S&P. I didn't pick up a Wall Street <laughs> Journal to see what... <laughs> the market rate for a turducken was these days. But I do know that the American Wagyu is the blue-collar American Wagyu. There we go. Because it's affordable, can be shipped anywhere, thanks to Hassel Cattle Company. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. You can secure your bag of beef with code DNVR20. Get 20% off your entire purchase when you do that. It's raised on a Texas uh, family farm, so uh, we really like that backstory. And again, they can ship it anywhere in just days. HassleCattleCompany.com, DNVR20 for 20% off. Good holiday stuff right there. I think so. I feel like that makes a good gift. Susie, how surprised are you that the Houston Astros said, hey, thanks, James Click, for the World Series. Goodbye. I was I was actually very surprised. It it makes no sense. I was quite surprised. It really makes no sense. Did he not cheat enough for them? I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is... I, well, so we're he getting was, sued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly, he may not have cheated enough. No, I, it, this is really a strange thing to unpack. I don't know if we'll ever you know, get the full story. It, it really could just be as simple as the owner, Jim Crane, mm-hmm. wanting to get his, his hands on the operation saying, hey, you know, I wasn't paying attention too close and this cheating scandal started happening mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't care for that. that. That painted me in a really bad light. So yeah. I'm going to make sure that that never happens again. So I think he was involved a little bit more than, you know, James Click would have liked. There was that deal that came out. Uh, Jose Urquidy, and four years of club control starting pitcher there, good young starting pitcher, uh, for Wilson Contreras, two-month rental. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, frankly, Jim Crane vetoed the deal. Said, no, uh, uh, we're not doing that. Uh, Dusty Baker actually didn't, didn't want to do that either, yeah. uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. And so I think right there was kind of that clash. Now, Click is in no way associated with the sign-stealing scandal Mm-mm. for anyone that, that doesn't know. He was brought in to kind of help fix that. Yeah, he came in in the aftermath of that. Yeah, January 2020 was pretty much when it all uh, started going down. What a great time to start something new. Yeah, really. January 2020. It was like the job that he did was if you do a great job, you're like, well, you probably should have because you know all the pieces were right there, essentially. And if you do a bad job, it was like, eh. Well, yeah, this was this was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous GM, Jeff Lunau, got fired. He still hasn't found employment. Manager A.J. Hinch. Uh, both those guys were actually suspended for a year. Hinch mm-hmm. is now managing uh, for the Tigers. You also had uh, one of the coaches, Alex Cora. He parted ways with Boston. They said this is a bad look. So he went elsewhere in 2020. Immediately welcomed back as the manager mm-hmm. in 2021. Carlos Beltran, I, I can say I'm one of a couple hundred tops who can say they've actually seen him as the Mets manager because he was hired while this was going down, which was very confusing Yeah, because the Mets knew he was involved. I don't really know what they were thinking. Then the information, then it all comes down and you go, 
okay, now we need to part ways. So he was there at the winter meetings in 2019. That's so funny. And I kind of forgot about that little wrinkle just because yeah. it, was, it was so so chaotic. It's very chaotic. So they part ways. He still hasn't been brought back. Astros were fined $5 million. They lost their first and second round picks in 2020 and 2021. This is not the first time a general manager parted ways from his team after winning the World Series. But Tell listen, me who else has done it. Listen to how this actually went down. So Larry McPhail won the 1947 World Series with the Yankees. And according to Sabre, during the post-game celebration, McPhail got so drunk that he was insulting people. Oh, my gosh. He punched a writer and announced his resignation. He was also part owner, so they had to be bought out from his shares. He still went to the Hall of Fame. And so did his son, the only father and son in the Hall of Fame. That I did not know this story. That's crazy, I wasn't right? Arri- I wasn't alive in 1947, believe it or not. The, this is nuts. This is hilarious. Honestly, I'm more surprised that they really, they really did part ways. I'm not surprised that he got so drunk he was insulting people, that he punched a writer, or that he resigned. It's that it actually took. That's what I'm... From 1947... You know what I'm saying? You could wake up the next day and go, guys, my bad. And you go, yeah, all right. He must have really said some bad stuff. Yeah. He must have. Who, if you could get away with stuff back then. (laughs) If the Rockies were ever in this situation, which writer do you think would be most likely to get punched Uh, in the face by Bill Schmidt? Woof. (laughs) Um, Well, we should. How about just. And is it me? (laughs) No, it would not be you. How about just from the front office? We don't need to even name names. I'm not going to (laughs) speculate, but it depends. I've got a couple people in mind, and they typically haven't really showed up at Coors Field the last couple of years. <laughs> so you can do your math and say who talks about the Rockies but doesn't actually show up. Those would maybe be the people. Um, <laughs> maybe more radio people, you know? Yeah. Not TV people. TV people are okay. They do only show up, you know, two, three times a year. T- listen, TV people are stretched so thin. But the radio people, folks are, I think, are legit shocked when they go. When they find out, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't come to games. Yeah. They don't. They're just stuff. reading the newspaper, listening to the Dean Vera Rockies podcast. Thank you for that, by the way. And that's where they're getting there. We are their source. So My, I really am on a mission to get us sued today. You are. I do appreciate that. Yes. Did you see that someone made a graph of attendance versus beer prices? No. Let's see it. I haven't seen this. Show me. I don't think we actually. I, we, no. We, we don't have it because <laughs> graphs, graphs don't really go very well here. But. It, it it showed Coors Field quite favorably as the best bang for your buck for attendance because you think the more attendance there is, the more you probably charge per ounce. That was pretty true. This person gave out Coors, you know, a little bit of a shout out mm-hmm. and almost was suggesting, hey, Coors Field, you could probably raise your beer prices a little bit. In this economy? In this economy? No, please keep the prices nice and low. Really? Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised by that. Because we know that the rooftop is such a popular bar look there is a ballpark that is trying to replicate the rooftop who's trying to replicate well, we're, we might have to talk about it later this week oh okay but uh, i i found some early renderings i enjoy a good rendering do you like a good rendering oh i live for a rendering oh my gosh you hear renderings do you like uh i love renderings because they never turn out like the look that's it actually that's also very true the more we say rendering the more it loses all its meaning <laughs> It almost sounds dirty. All right. So you hear 
<laughs> on record, loves renderings. These aren't even renderings. This is legit. So Minor League Monday. Let's oh, celebrate. Oh, Minor League Monday. Let's it go. Is. It's properly Monday. It's Minor Leagues. Let's talk some Minor League business and some Rockies Minor Leaguers. But first, Charlotte Knights have rebranded you hear maybe you can pull up the one that has two logos on it so we can see what it looked like the last couple years. Mm -hmm. Now in 99, you got the purple and green. Nice. Again, we know those colors go well together because of the Rockies. Yes. More recently, they just have the C with a with a Knights helmet. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do you think off of the the black and gold and silver of the previous Charlotte Knights logo, is this an upgrade in what they have now? New Charlotte's Night, Charlotte Knights rebrand. Oh. You know what these look like to me? The um, Rockies Father's Day jerseys when Nolan um, hit the walk-off cycle. Okay. Doesn't, does, that, that. does that pinstripe one not remind you of that? A little bit, right? Because it's got the baby blue. It's got the yeah. baby blue. It's white with pinstripes. I, I don't hate it, but it just doesn't seem like an upgrade. It doesn't feel the like an upgrade. The cap is okay. The cap's okay. I like it better than the last one. But it's not markedly better. It the jerseys just they honestly just they look like a cool college jersey. I mean, not even like an awesome one. Is there like but a just very collegey? Is there a reason um, that they're making this switch to baby blue? No, I have no, no. Are they trying to coordinate with someone else? Not necessarily. No, I'm not sure. Trying to coordinate with the Carolina Panthers? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. I like I like your theory. I'll be in Charlotte at some point next week, so. You are? <laughs> yeah, for Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving's next week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I fly indeed. I fly out to Charlotte on um on Tuesday next and week. And you'll be back on Friday for no, the I won't. FAC. <laughs> as as your contractual obligated. No. Uh, <laughs> now the Hudson Valley Renegades. I love the Hudson Valley Renegades. Now the name is you go Renegades, you're like, okay, what is a renegade? It's a raccoon. It's a little raccoon because Which like, is cool. yeah, I do dig that. Uh, they got a new food identity for 2023. They're going to be Hudson Valley cider donuts. Susie, you love this, right? He's so cute. Look at him. And like the little baseball is an apple. And I, I love this. I didn't realize that cider donuts were just like such a, we're so close to the heart of Hudson Valley, but you know, that makes sense. Is that a kind of northeast thing. I guess here, have you ever had a cider donut? Are you familiar with this phenomenon? I didn't even know they existed. If I'm okay. honest, oh, oh, it's okay. de I'm right. definitely so going to say it's more northeast. Northeast, thing. northeast. Well, also, like, I'd love to go apple picking. I don't. There's not a ton of like apple orchards around here in Colorado. Um, I would exist. I've never been apple picking. I don't like yeah. apples. So. Uh, invented in New York in the mid-20th century, <laughs> apple cider donuts are synonymous with fall in the Hudson Valley with over 30 apple orchards and two dozen cideries called, calling the region home, cideries. Wow. That's a highfalutin word. Now check the jerseys out though, Susie. Okay, let me this, see the These jerseys here that you hear is going to pull up for us, they are very minor leagues, oh, but I love them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's got a so it's a donut right but in the center it's it's cut out so you got the green and the sleeves are green wow. and what's weird is there's a bite taken out of the donut now on the back it looks like a bite but on the front it looks just like uh rapunzel's golden hair kind, kind of coming of does. down doesn't You're it right it's kind of weird how on the front how that looks it looks a little bit like a chicken nugget too little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm getting chicken nugget vibes too. Do oh, these are, these are so minor they're leagues. They're very minor leagues. Oh, wow. These Honestly, <laughs> that hat, because of the colors, because like the green and the tan, I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking, I might cop. I might cop. That's it. Yo. Mark loves the rendering. Um, here's some news on some Rockies minor leaguers. We're, Let's talk about them. We're uh, we're in the stalking business now officially. Mm-hmm. So uh, we gotta we gotta represent that. Yeah, you just started following more minor leaguers on Instagram. Look, but this next one that I know you're gonna talk about. This is, I saw this this is the too. job. <laughs> so Ryan Rawlson, uh, still in the 40 man roster, mm-hmm. he got down on the field at the uh, Ole Miss football game. He had a seat uh, right there. I mean, mm-hmm. boom, he was there getting him out of the tunnel. They it. almost beat number nine Alabama. They lost 30 to 24. That would have been big for them because they only had one loss going into that game. I don't know if that would have put him in the bowl picture, but uh, well, not bowl picture, but the uh, the football championship series. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so that's cool. Uh, uniforms look good. Nick Bush got married. Oh wow! A lot of photos coming around. A lot of minor leaguers were at that event. Oh, and he it had the cool. the Tigers jersey too. Threw on his LSU purples there for that. Kind of notable because Nick Bush has been a guy for a couple years in the minors. He's had pretty solid numbers mm-hmm. as a left-handed starter. I'm kind of thinking he could do the L- Lucas Gilbert thing where you go, eh, all right, he's a starting pitcher, numbers are okay, throw him in the bullpen, and you really start to have something. Mm-hmm. He struck out like six. Uh, he had a six-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio last year. Uh, he did repeat at Hartford, but still, that was super, super impressive. I also forgot to put in the notes, Susie, I forgot to congratulate you. Um, congratulate it's me. anniversary. Yeah, it's an anniversary today. Just came to me in the last second. Um, of Taylor Swift re-releasing Red? Eight years ago oh, okay. today. <laughs> eight years ago today, the Hartford City Council approved the ballpark, Dunkin' Donuts Ballpark. Oh, my gosh. That was eight years ago. November 14th, 2014. Yeah, that was a very chaotic time because a lot of people were very against it. Sure. Yeah, public funds, I mean, yeah, public makes sense. Fun- I mean, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, that was the start of a very chaotic time to live in Hartford, Connecticut. Just remembered that. Wow. I remember I remember where I Almost was. Almost a decade, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, two more years, but still. Almost yeah, Eight a years, that's a while. Wow. Okay, this, like, really, <laughs> I have chest pains right now. <laughs> Thank you, Hartford City Council. Thank you, Hartford City Council. All right, let's, let's go out. Let's rate these logos. They're kind of logos. So, again... Bunch of guys out there tweeting from fanarch.com. Mm-hmm. Some new thing. It's kind of cool seeing minor leaguers having their own merchandise. Uh, we know, you know, big leaguers will have that, and and some of them will have, you know, really great logos. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about, you know, the, the Kobe and Kevin Durant, LeBron, all those, right? Well, uh, we got some major leaguers and minor leaguers. How do you like, and we're going to look at some of the hats. The, this is okay. their kind of. Official, unofficial, I guess it's official, yeah. logo for their initials. So first one up, Austin Gomber. The A is kind of black there at the top, and then you got a green G. A and G, hard to work together. Yeah. It's okay, I, I like it. I, I like this, actually. I do like it. For in, it. You know, in terms of turning initials into a logo, I think this looks really good. I do like it. I think it's strong. Mm-hmm. I, that, that one's a win. All right. Uh, we got, he's banged up this year. Taylor, or not Taylor, he wasn't banged up, uh, but Taylor Ahern, it's an A, uh, the the right side is red, and then the remainder of the A looks like a really small lowercase t. This one kind of confuses me, and it's not very, like, especially on this, like, pink hat, like, it's kind of hard <laughs> to, like, see what's going on on it here. It almost looks like a, an Isotopes logo, if we're going to be honest. It could, it could it be an Isotopes does. logo. Yeah. I do, I, it, it makes you think a little bit, because the T is lowercase, that's interesting. All right, Chris McMahon, we got a C-M situation. Okay, that's good. That's fine. There's a, there's a, another little squiggle. And now this one is 
Hard to look at. Oh. But it is growing on me. Benny Montgomery, how does a B and an M interlock this way, okay. I guess, kind All of? Right. But I kind of I kind of dig it. I kind of it it grows on me cuz it's very hard to make that work. You know what? I but I just I do love branding is so important. Yeah. And I'm glad these young guys are getting ahead of it. They're making a couple bucks now. Yeah. Even if, honestly, even if they don't make any money off of that merch, like it's so important to Family. just establish the brand. True. Yeah. I think that is the most important part. And there's of this. a company that that's allowing them to kind of establish mm. that brand, uh, which is really nice. So I think I think their family will at least be be copping a couple. So yeah, that's nice. That's, no, I like the cute. Benny Montgomery one. Definitely growing on me. So uh, that's a win. It there. hasn't grown on me yet, but I like. I only it's just, just saw so it. Different. <laughs> so different that different. I do dig it. We hope you dig us uh, on Twitter yes. where you can follow us all the Rockies news and fun content you can handle <laughs> at DNVR <laughs> underscore Rockies. I can barely handle my own account at Patrick D Lyons on Twitter. <laughs> and no one can handle me at the Susie Hunter yep. on all platforms. That's right. Uh, this has been <laughs> wonderful, but look, you know what they say about the momentum we've built here today. What do they say about it? It's only as good. <laughs> As your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m.